Welcome to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle, and uh, we're pumped to be with you today. We're talking about something that's near and dear to our heart, and uh, just I, believing for it. So. I think we say every podcast, I'm excited about this episode. I like I like because, doing the podcast. Yes. Because uh, I, really I am feel, excited. Yeah, I am episode. excited. It's a genuine thing. This is not a bear. This is yep, fun. Absolutely. I uh, hope it's fun listening to it. Um, hope it's informative. Mm-hmm. I hope it grinds in us sometimes because even what yes. we're talking about grinds in me and, and I think it's a, a good thing. Uh, so today's title is Don't Get Deterred. Mm. I yes. think it's good. <laughs> I, I think it's good because um, we're talking about a topic today that a lot of people, there is a big um, this this temptation to just give up, to just stop, to just to just say, you know what, it's no use. And we're here today, right off the bat, say, don't get deterred. Yeah, and I think it is there's a temptation to give up. But I just think people, it's like, I don't think they want to give up. I think what Mm -hmm. it is, is that there's a concerted effort to wear people out. Yes. With the constant barrage of whatever, messages, Mm -hmm. feelings, literal words, you know, I don't know. Uh, It doesn't matter. Just give up. Like, it doesn't matter. You're fighting a losing battle. (laughs) You're an alarmist. You're silly, uh, mocking people. Absolutely. And so that's what we're really talking about today is um, I want to talk to parents, grandparents, people who care about Mm -hmm. the next generation, which should be everybody listening. Every single person. If you care, if you want to see people Mm -hmm. beyond yourself, which is actually the definition of a Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like literally, you cannot be a selfish Christian. It doesn't exist. You're not really a Christian then if you're in this. Jesus says, take up the cross. (laughs) And follow me. Well, I mean, you have to care. Yep. You have to care that yep. not just that, oh, I'm saved and going to heaven. But mm-hmm. if you really understand the gospel, you care that other people are on the path as well. So anyone yeah. who cares about seeing expe- specifically your own children, but those people who yep. are you care about living for Jesus, let me give you a message. Don't get deterred. When the world yeah. or even mm-hmm. other Christians mock what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we've got a lot to say about this, but I just think the first thing is just don't get deterred. It is going to happen. Maybe yes. we should say that. People are going to mock, mock you. Yeah. Do I, let's just, you posted something on Facebook. On our Not On My on Watch. Not On My Watch. Uh, more info coming with that and soon. And so I, I think yeah. we should read this because okay. to me, this frames and then this go is going to help a lot of people. It says, dear parents committed to seeing your children living for Jesus. Don't get deterred when the world or even other Christians mock you in what you are doing. And I love this part. Remember, the world is failing miserable at raising the next generation. Stay close to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus. And I think the issue here is we see the world mocking other Christians mocking. Really, is this going to happen? And it, you're probably listening, going, "Yes, this happens." And what I don't know. Are we though, like, there's some people who happens. probably disagree with us. Maybe you know, maybe, like yeah. you may be like, "Nah, I'm not getting mocked." I'd go, "Are you really living for Jesus?" <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to throw you're, that back you at just you. Just went there. I Jesus juked you. you just went uh, there. because here's the deal: if you are actually living for Jesus, yep. you will 
have trouble. <laughs> like Jesus, you're going to have trouble. Yep. You're going to have people who are going to say, you're extreme. That's ridiculous. That's not happening like you think it's happening. Um, I was raised this way and I turned out fine. Let me tell you, the world has Mm -hmm. changed. It is continuing to change. It's ever going to become more sinful. There are more opportunities and ways to engage in sin. And I just, if you want to mock, mock on. Literally, I've had people mock me, like literally to my face. Most of the time it's behind my back. Um, Uh, But sometimes it's straight up in your face. I don't know. Maybe I appreciate that more just because at least you're doing it. But um, we are committed mm -hmm. to raising our kids um, to reject the mediocrity that the world is embracing. Yes. Like that is uh, a mantra. Mm -hmm. That is what we are doing. Um, We uh, feel a mandate from the Lord Mm -hmm. to encourage others to yes. join in this journey. Absolutely. Um, we feel that we are watchmen to sound the alarm, not to be alarmist, but to sound yes. the alarm. Yes. Like, hey, wake up. This is happening. You may not be aware because you're so consumed with Netflix. This is what's happening. This is what's happening mm-hmm. in the world. And that has received, and I believe will continue to receive derision. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah, derision. Yeah, good. Thank good you. Word. Thank you. Uh, derision from for sure the world, but especially from those who say they're believers. And I don't understand that. Jesus said, he told the disciples, you're going to be dragged into where? The synagogue. (laughs) The temple courts. Yeah, Into the temple courts. And you will be mocked. You will be ridiculed. So Jesus told his disciples, if you follow me, the religious people are going to come after you. They're going to mock you. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to persecute you. And so I think we just need to come to grips with the fact that not only does it happen, it does, absolutely. But Jesus told us it would happen. Well, it's hilarious. This morning I was reading in my Bible time. uh, One of the scriptures I was reading was Luke chapter 5. And I even read it to you this (laughs) morning. I go, listen to this. It's so funny because Luke's writing and he's talking about these miracles. And then he's like, and then we went to this place and that place. And then he's like, and then we came here. And this group of religious leaders and Pharisees uh, were there to like question Jesus. And and then he puts in like parentheses. They were everywhere we went. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) They just Luke, showed up from Like, everywhere. they just showed up everywhere we went. And I'm like, Luke, I don't know. Like, that's sort of encouraging and, yes. like, super discouraging. Um, and guess what? It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, anywhere the gospel's being preached, anytime you're trying to push back the darkness, mm-hmm. anytime you're trying to rescue a generation, yes. you're going to get mocked. You're going to get ridiculed. Jesus told us this. Luke tells us in a parenthetical phrase yep. in Scripture. And we just know it from personal experience. And the, the problem is, is that many people are getting deterred from this because because they don't have the backbone for it. And And it's not a backbone mm, that we muster. Right. And they don't have a framework for this. They think if they're followers of Christ, everything's going to go well for them. They will walk in blessing. You will walk in blessing. But I won't have to endure adversity. The bottom line is... That's because the gospel's been skewed. Right. So Jesus says, take (laughs) up your cross, follow me. So when 
Part of following Christ is enduring adversity, receiving ridicule and mock. We, none of us like it. We, we don't, you don't celebrate it, but yeah. that's just, so we have to have a framework for that because when it happens, we need to endure it. We need to fight back. We need to talk out against it, expose it rather than, oh, I'll just go over here or I'll be quiet because that's the intent of mocking is to make you to be quiet because oftentimes when people mock they just feel bad about their situation don't let other people feeling bad about their situation change the trajectory that god has you on absolutely so So where are you who are you living for you're living for the approval of christ that's it and so when people mock you just can't get deterred you cannot say well i guess i'll get off this path and and join the path where so many people are walking on and yet you've got to realize where is that path leading yes absolutely um so we cannot we cannot like for the sake of our kids for the sake of the next generation we cannot get deterred I, i just think that's so important but i also think we need to recognize where are these voices mm-hmm. coming from so who's yeah. doing the mocking yeah um and I, I i mean we see this i really wasn't even planning on talking about this but i, I mean it's so appropriate from reading in luke when luke puts this like parenthetical phrase there i mean jesus if you study how he responds to these people who are there to get him off mission mm-hmm. and to mock what he's doing and to jeer at him. And who does he think he is thinking he can, you know, heal and proclaim people are free of sin and things like that. It, you know, uh, Jesus knows who, who they are and he yes. actually even tells them who they are. He's like, wait, you don't have the things of God in mind. Like you aren't, you're actually following your father, the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, He rebukes his disciples at times. (laughs) And so I think it bears kind of really thinking through that as someone who mocks you, someone who claims to be a Christian, they mock you, they come after you. um, You know, can they claim Christ and do the same thing at the same time? And I think what you're saying is absolutely no. First John says, if you say you love your brother, but then speak out against them. I'm 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 really paraphrasing. You, you know, say you love God and then you speak out and you right. yeah. The word of God is not in you. You are a liar. So <laughs> Jesus said this. We need to recognize the voices that this is coming from and begin to expose the the evil intent behind it. Um, and there is an evil intent. Um, the the enemy is behind it. Um, but I think also this is we hesitate to talk about this within. Uh, the the nice culture of the church and that is there are evil people that want to do somebody harm that want to do you harm henry cloud actually talks about this really well yeah and i think that's what like when people hear that they're like oh that sounds so mean jeff yeah yeah. that's horrible uh we're not saying anybody who mocks or who says something um is evil (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what we are saying is when you rebuke somebody and or, you know, or you go, hey, like, why are you making fun of that? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you make fun of that? Um, or when you, you know, try to correct somebody or you have a conversation mm-hmm. about that, the response matters. Yes. And so there is the response like, oh, my, like, mm, I don't. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to mock you. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, I yeah. did not mean to, I, of course that, like, you and I may disagree on the method, but, you know, our goal, okay, that may not be an evil person, but when somebody persists in doing this, mm-hmm. and this is who they, uh, they consistently act this way, this is then who they are. Yes. That's, that's, 
That is very well said. It's a pattern. It's a repetitive pattern, not a, oh man, I'm sorry, would you forgive me when I said that? I mean, we see the Apostle Paul talk about this a lot when he's talking about the different churches, writing the letters. He's saying, okay, welcome this person back in the fellowship. They they repented. They were wrong, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And then you, you also see from Paul. Uh, this person has not repented. Hand them over to Satan so that their soul might be saved. And two chapters later, that person that you're talking about, <laughs> they brought him back to the church. Why? Because Paul was not afraid to expose sin that everybody else in the church was complicit in. They just wanted to cover it up. He exposed it, and that person was healed and restored. Right. And and, the, and I love that story, but not all people will, will respond that way. Correct. No, unfortunately not. And so you have to recognize where is the source coming from. And then you have to decide, does this person, um, are they allowed to have entrance into my life? Are they allowed to speak into Mm -hmm. my life? Um, For the sake of the call of God on my life, on my family's life, on, on what he's called me to do, not everybody has the ability to speak into my life. In 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 Henry Cloud talks about this a lot. Talks about a rose bush bush needing pruning. There are things in our life that need pruning, and sometimes that's people that need to be cut Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And you say, Sorry. "Oh, if I," but I don't want to do that because if you don't want to do that, then what you're doing is you're not going to live out God's mission for your life because you're going to allow these these voices, this this mockery, to distract you. You're either going to do one of two things: you're going to you you will be deterred. You're going to give up. You're going to quit. Or you'll be diminished. Or or you'll kind of just yeah. diminished. Or you'll you'll just kind of become one of them. Well, and, and it's not just about us. I just want to say this. No, no. Like for the sake of your children. This is the point that we're talking about this whole podcast. For the sake podcast. of your children, there are certain people that cannot yes. have access yes. or have a voice into your life. And I mean, the reality is, is that we've had to do this. Yes. We're not speaking from theoretical places. Yeah. We're talking from real life places where, you know what, I'm just not going to receive words of death or continued mockery. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have access. Yeah, Like that doesn't mean I won't pray for you. That doesn't mean I don't love you, but that does mean that you don't get to speak into my life. That's, that's good. For the sake, can I handle it? Yeah. For the sake of my kids. Yeah. For the sake of the next generation. <laughs> that's that's why we're talking about this. I think that's good to mention. And, and I think even in that, the opposite of that is encouraging and cultivating um, people who, do, who don't speak mockery, but speak the truth. Absolutely. Um, not just flattery. There's a way big difference between flattery yep. and the truth. And so people who speak truth. So I know people who will speak truth. Mm-hmm. And that does not always mean good things. Yeah. Does not always mean flattery. That they are allowed to speak into my life, Absolutely. into our family's life, into our children. Yes. It's very, very, very important. I think the the last thing to talk about when we were yeah. reading this, this post that's going to be posted, um, that you read, that mm-hmm. we've already shared, um, is remember... The world is failing miserably at, ra- at raising the next generation. Hmm. Um, wow, I think that yeah. we have to, to recognize that the trajectory that everybody else is on isn't producing what we want. Because the road is broad. Yeah, and uh, you, you, you don't want to be on it. So how do we not fail? Mm-hmm. How do we not fail? I think uh, hugely that's 
listen to like almost every one of our podcasts, you're going to probably yeah. hear some of these things. But I, I want to bring out a statistic that we're reading a Sean McDowell book, mm-hmm. and uh, he cites another statistic mm-hmm. uh, somebody who studied. I, I mean, like, thirty-five hundred. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was thirty-five hundred. I want to say people or families or things, um, and and made as yeah. stud. That's a large sample study. Yes, and yes. we're not going to go into all of the study, but here's here's the uh, the most uh, to to see faith transmitted. Mm-hmm. A genuine love for Jesus, not just a love, but a serving, a a surrender to Jesus yes. from one generation to the next. There were there were two factors, and the first being overwhelmingly the most important is a warm relationship with the parents, and it says especially the father. Yeah, I mean it does say warm relationship with the parents, especially the father. And, and I love to hear that because oftentimes I'll look out at the world and I'll see dads who, and I don't even know if they mean to but there there can be this tendency because well we'll we'll leave the parenting to the nurturing mom and there are incredible moms out there competent moms i mean thank the lord but i tell you what dads we can't fall asleep and just sit on the sidelines i'm not content with leaving Mm -hmm. parenting to my wife uh can she do it oh absolutely but we're not intended to do it alone and so that's not even how scripture portrays it and that this is an This is a wrong way of thinking. Yes, yes. You do this, I do this. You do this, I do this. Uh, kids are not something that we say, you do, and... Absolutely, right. I'll show up when it's convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yep. If you thought having kids was going to be convenient, you thought wrong. <laughs> if yeah. you thought raising them to follow Jesus was going to be yes. easy, you thought wrong. The reality is it's going to take every bit of you. Absolutely. Every bit of you. Both mom and dad. Yep. So important. A warm relationship. Mm-hmm. Warm. Oh, and I that love means that. that's gonna have to be like cultivated. A yes. warm relationship with mom and dad. Um it needs to be uh warm, fun. There's it needs to be lo- like a like a loving. It's not I come home and I'm just do this, don't do this. Or there, I let do what I say, not what I do. Absolutely. It won't work. It, no. I'm just telling you that's that's inauthentic, that's not warm. That's cold. Yes. That's cold. So a warm relationship. And then there's like this caveat afterwards, which I don't think is a caveat. I think it's it's, it's a secondary factor, but I think it's a primary one that we're we're not, Mm -hmm. we don't talk about a lot. And that is a a, a set of grandparents who are pouring in (laughs) faith, uh, hope, love, connection, you know, all of that with the grandkids. And do you know what I think why that's important? And one of the reasons among many why that's important is if kids can see generational obedience to Christ, that's powerful. They can see, okay, mom and dad, yeah, but not only like mom and dad. Maybe they're supposed to. Maybe they have to say that because right. they're mom and dad. But then my my grandma, my my grandpa, wow, there's a warm relationship there. And we're, we're they're following Christ. They're reading their Bible. We're all going to church and engaged and serving and I mean that there there is something to be said. You know, the world talks about generational wealth. What about generational legacy. spiritual transmission and yeah. legacy? Yes, it's it's not just yeah, mom and dad stuff. It's mom and dad, then mom's mom and dad. I tell you, that is that is powerful. The longer that transmits to the generation, I really believe the more powerful that legacy and the stronger the spiritual root system of the entire family. It's like a snowball. I think absolutely. Of. Like you know, a snowball may start small, but it's just 
rolling. Yeah. <laughs> it's rolling. And I, I can hear, um, you know, we are a blessed people. Yes. yes I, I want to say that out loud. Uh, I feel like our kids have a mom and dad who yeah. love Jesus, who want to serve him with every bit of them. And they have a very warm relationship with you and yeah. a warm relationship with me. I'm so thankful that my my kids have one set of grandparents who are, yeah. are who are pouring into them, who love Jesus, who love them, are involved in their life daily. I mean, yeah, daily, on the daily, yep. like my kids love Mimi and Papa, my parents, yeah. and and yep. they are at their games and they're praying for them and they're speaking life into them. And I even called my mom before this and said, thank yes. you. You know, yeah. like, thank you. Uh, and then she it probably's watching. Thank you. Uh, my dad's <laughs> watching. I know he watches all of them. Thank you. Fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, hit that right there. But I can hear some people saying, well, I, I, we don't have that. Hmm. Yeah. What do we do? We don't have that. I want to say a couple of things to that real quick. I didn't yeah. even plan to do this. No, but I think it's, it's really though. important. We need to, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, Growing up, I had parents, I had a warm relationship with my parents, but my parents were, I didn't really have that with my grandparents. I, I love them, honor them. Um, I didn't have that. Can I say that it's, you know, I came to know Jesus. I, yeah, I love him. Um, you know, it, it's not like, oh, I can't, it can't be done. I should give up. <laughs> yeah. Don't say yeah. that. Uh, first of all, start it with you. Mm-hmm. But I also think there are people that you can invite into your life mm. that can maybe, maybe they're not grandparents. Maybe they're not even the age that would be appropriate for your kids as grandparents. But what if you approach somebody who you see and you say, hey, you know, would you just, could you just like kind of invest as this That's good. aunt, uncle out here, you know, yes. I mean, things like that. Could you just invest in them? Maybe, you know. I'd like to glean from you, not just asking of them, but yeah, maybe something good. you could give to them. Um, this is what the church is supposed to be like. Now, uh, I've been around church a long enough time to mm -hmm. see that it doesn't always work out that mm -hmm. way. Unfortunately, no. But I also wonder what if we're really intentional with asking somebody? Absolutely. Um, and you know what? Maybe somebody could say, yeah, I'd love to. I don't have the time to do that. I'll pray. Mm -hmm that's still a win. Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, Psalm says one generation commends your works to another. I mean, that is, it's a generational thing. We cannot be one generational Christians and churches. So maybe it is a grandparent or maybe you say, oh, we don't have that. Maybe it's a, some, somebody in a church setting or, in, you know, in your, your, your sphere of influence that's following Christ. Bring them in and, and, and expose our, our kids to them. I, think, I just think that's the more generations, the more people we can get reinforcing what we're doing at home, the better. Right. And even if you sit here and I think about my own kids, okay, well, they have their mom and dad and they have their, mm -hmm. their Mimi and Papa, so they don't need anybody else. False. No, they need as many. False. I think of some people uh, yeah. that are not biologically related yep. to us, but uh, they are now uncle and auntie <laughs> yep. and they speak into my kids' yes. life. Uh, they, they reinforce staying close to Jesus. Yep, absolutely. And do they see them every day? No. Do they see them multiple times a year? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do they call them on the phone? Yes. Yep, yep. See, even if you, you feel like, well, I don't know if I have, you still need extra people. Yes. The more people, I mean, I think of people even who aren't that age of grandparents, but that speak into my own kid's life. Yes. And some of you are watching and you know that's yes, you. Thank yes. you. Thank you so um, much. Wow. This is so important. You you need this. This is not just, uh, I, I'm just going to 
insulate myself mm-hmm. and um, doesn't work that way. No, <laughs> doesn't work that way. And and you know what? I I get it. Mm-hmm. Has the church failed you? Could be. Maybe. Could be. Yeah. Have I felt at times the church has failed? Yes. <laughs> I'll be. I'm the pastor, and the church is failed. I mean, that yes. could be a whole another series <clears throat> yeah. of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but don't give up on God's people. Don't give up That's on God's powerful. people. That's powerful. Um, and I, I, I say that mm. with um, yeah. love because I and grace because yes. yes. I understand mm-hmm. probably more than what you know, and you'll probably absolutely. hear in the podcast we're in the years and months to come. Yes, about absolutely. that. But don't give up. Don't give up. Don't just, get deterred. You know, think about blind Bartimaeus, who the the crowds rebuked him. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The be crowds quiet, rebuked quiet. him, yeah. but Jesus stopped and called to him. But I think it's so funny. Blind Bartimaeus goes, nope, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to shout. But <laughs> he shouted all the Louder. more. Yes. Mark chapter 10. And you know what? Shout all the more. Continue. Keep going. Yes. Contend for the faith of your family. That's what we just want. Do not be deterred. This is think eternally. Think eternally here. I hope this has been an encouragement. To I you. think like, yeah, maybe we need to make a little reel where we just keep saying like, "Don't get deterred," and you like play yeah. it over and over again because I think this is a tactic of the enemy. I do on the daily Every to day. get you to surrender. Yep, and just so in your mind, just think, "Don't get deterred. Don't, Don't get do deterred. It. Don't get deterred," and just expect God to come through. Absolutely, so. and take a moment to share this. Encourage other people not to get deterred. A rate and review on Apple Podcast. Share this YouTube any place you're listening. We want this message to get out. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And until then, we will see you right here next time, right here on the Deep Rooted Podcast. We will see you then. Mm-hmm.